Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today we are going to chat about understanding your dosha and the fall routines. So I'm Andrea Clausen. I'm a personal trainer. I'm an Ayurvedic wellness counselor and restorative yoga teacher. And today I am diving into one of my favorite seasons, which is the fall season. I absolutely love the fall. Um, it's my birthday is in September. Um, I love Halloween, celebrating the fall equinox, um, just the changing of the leaves. It's gorgeous. All of the things. I love all of it. Um, not a big pumpkin spice latte or big pumpkin spice person. Um, I like real pumpkin, um, but not the spicy stuff. So anywho, let's dive into today and the fall season. So what is Dinacharya? So Dinacharya means daily routine in Ayurveda. And Ayurveda means the science or wisdom of life. So routines are a vital part of our daily existence. And that goes for anyone and everyone. You know, really, those routines, that's what we rely on, especially if things feel a little scattered or out of sorts. So what we do on a regular basis is how we cultivate our good or bad habits. And when we get out of our routine, that's when we lose focus on our goals and our habits tend to shift. So one of the most common times we lose our habits is with the change of the seasons. You know, with each change of the seasons comes a new energy, weather, and attitude. And if we don't adjust accordingly, we tend to fall off track and have trouble staying consistent. And it's one of the biggest reasons people don't stick with their goals, whether their goals be in wellness, whether it be in fitness, whether it be in your own business, whatever it is, sometimes we just feel that shift and we fall off track. So I'm going to share with you, um, one, I'm going to start with sharing just kind of your basic daily Dinacharya example in Ayurveda, and then a little bit about fall general tips. And then we're going to dive into each dosha and what each dosha can do during the fall. If you haven't already, take a dosha quiz just to kind of find out what your dosha is. And you can find it at my website, andreaclausen.com. And right on that homepage, if you just scroll down, um, you should see, you know, take the, take the quiz and find out your dosha. And then come back and listen to the episode just so you can kind of see, okay, what is my dosha? And when, what tips Andrea is sharing, do I really need to pay attention to? So we need to pay attention to all three because we do have all three doshas in us. And whichever dosha is out of balance, which is a whole nother story, you know, that's why you'd see an Ayurvedic, um, you know, wellness counselor like myself, if you feel really out of sorts to help, help you get back in balance. Um, but that is a great start just to know your dosha. So, you know, a little bit more understanding about yourself and what the heck I'm talking about today on the podcast. So we're going to dive into basic example of daily dinacharya or your daily ritual or routines. So you wake up around 6 a.m. Now, this is an Ayurvedic. This is a perfect Ayurvedic schedule. So if you're like, oh, I do not do any of these, totally fine. I don't do all of these every day, but I'm just going to go, go ahead and share the perfect schedule. Um, you say a prayer, or as you put your feet on the ground, um, you are transitioning from your headspace into your heart space, or whatever phrase that you want to do to start your day with intention. Then you come down, downstairs, I personally do, um, and I scrape my tongue. Wash your face, brush your teeth. Next, you drink some water. You have a bowel movement. It should come naturally or within the first hour of waking. Nausea oil in the nose or neti pot, depending on the season. So on the drier seasons, the nausea oil. Meditation or movement, depending on your dosha and what you need in your life. 
So maybe some people, if you need a little bit more calming down the meditation, if you need a little bit more picker up, it's going to be movement, divine time. And that's just kind of the time where you spend connecting to your higher power, incorporating 10 minute medicine into your day. And this can be at any time. Now that's something that I've thrown in there because I think often, um, like let's say at two or 3 PM, we feel tired, we feel drained and we just want to snack when maybe we really just need to move our bodies. We need to step away from the computer, drink some water. Um, maybe you have, uh, an activity you like to do like quilting or, um, trying to think of something knitting. That's what I'm thinking. Knitting, crocheting, something where you can just have at your desk self massage at some point in your day. So like dry brushing or using oils. And then finishing your day with early lighter dinners and then going to bed by 10 p.m. So those are kind of the basic, in a, in a nutshell, your da daily dinacharya from Ayurveda. So again, I, for the most part, I do a good chunk of them. I don't do all of them though every day, but I try to get most of these in at some point during my week. So the fall season is associated with the vata dosha. Um, and the vata dosha is a great time to um, ground down and really hone in on those rituals. So that's why I shared that because the vata, when in balance, is super creative, super um, energetic and lots of ideas, but out of balance, they're so in their head. They got a lot of maybe scatteredness going on, anxiety. They're just so, um, you, it's hard to follow them because they're kind of all over. I give an example of one of my old bosses. I would walk into his office and he had whiteboards all over um, all four of his walls. And you'd walk in there and it looked like the movie, A Beautiful Mind, where there's just scribbling and stuff all written all over, very hard to follow. And he would come in and he would, he would know exactly what he was trying to communicate with me. And they would, the, they're not in any order. You jump from the wall on your right to the wall on the complete opposite side of the room and then behind his desk. And, um, you know, you're just kind of like, whoa, this is a lot going on. And so myself, I'm a pitta. So he is a vata dosha. And so that vata dosha, he has those ideas. It's hard for him though, to communicate those ideas to other people. And so for me being the pitta, I understood what he was saying and I had to help funnel him down. And I said, whoa, 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 that's like 20 things. We can't, we don't have the capacity at this company to do those things. Let's funnel down into three things. What three things do you want me to communicate to the rest of the staff? And that's how we operated. And it worked well because he had the ideas. I could funnel in and have him focus. And then I could share with the rest of the group. Here's what what's going on in his office. Cause most people stepped in there and they were so overwhelmed and felt so scattered themselves. They had a tough time trying to decipher what in the world, where's this company going, you know? And it was a small business and just, it was hard for them to quite grasp it. So that's why we got along well is because I, I could see, and I had enough understanding of what, what, um, his dosha was, what's going on with me and how I could kind of mesh it together, how we could work best together. I didn't try to change him. Other people were trying to make him change and be the pitta and have everything um, X, Y, Z, ABC, everything one through 10. And uh, that's just not the way his brain worked. And so that's kind of where, how can we make the best with these situations? So if we start to feel uh, really out of sorts, so for myself, I tend to go out in vata more than any other dosha, meaning I can get like that. So I understood him because I also might have like 20 papers all over my desk with things written um, that all come together, but sometimes to actually put them together, you have to just sit down and focus. So 
Um, I say all that because this is why routines are so key for that Vata Doshan for the Vata time of year, because what's going on outside, the trees are leaving, losing their leaves and they're scattering. And so what's happening there is also happening inside of us. And so we're trying to get a little scattered. We start to talk really, really fast and we go all over the place. I personally, I probably talk fast um, the way it is. And so I can also calm myself down and like, okay, let's slow it down just a bit. But, um, and I had a business coach who talked so fast that I was able to follow. And that was just her innate nature. Like just, that's how she is. She's a fast talker. So this is where we can see, okay, this is what I know about myself. And if I'm trying to maybe work on whatever it is. So if you know yourself, you go out of balance in your scatteredness and you get anxious. Okay. I know I really need to make sure I'm doing some sort of grounding practice to start my day, some sort of meditation, um, a form of, um, connecting in with myself at 2 PM. And because the Vata dosha can get out of balance, making sure I set an alarm on my phone to make sure I know, okay, it's two o'clock. What am I going to do? And as a Vata, you probably are going to have like three things, three ideas. You're already going to have that written in your phone because your alarm goes off at two o'clock. And if you don't have anything written in, you sometimes can feel even more scattered because you're like, well, now what should I do? And 20 more ideas pop into your brain. And so having here are the three things, here are my three options, which three of the three do I really need right now? So that would be um, a tip for that Vata dosha. If you're feeling a little ground or ungrounded, a little scattered, um, a little anxious. So we're in a deep transition right now. The fall season is really deep transition. You know, we're going from the warm summer months into, especially depending on where you live, like we're going to drop really cold here in Minnesota. We get cold in the winter. And so we're in that transition, that luteal phase, that um, waning moon phase where we're just going to, we're going to be in the dark winter soon. And so what do we need to do to prepare how can we prepare our bodies and our minds? So we're going to check in with what we're eating as well. Can we have more grounding foods, which means foods that come actually from the ground? You know, your root vegetables, those are really nice and grounding foods. Maybe some oils, um, you know, cooking in oils and protein-based foods. And that doesn't necessarily mean just animal protein, um, but you can have some grounding beans, legumes, all of those things. That's why a kitchery cleanse is recommended because that transition time is when people can get sick. And so the kitchery, I personally love, because it really helps boost the immunity. It gives your liver a little break for a week because you're just going to be digesting the same thing, which is basically kitchery all week long. And you're going to hopefully regulate your bowels again. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you're just taking that time to notice the transition and how you can best um, situate yourself to set yourself up for success. Um, and if you really do, so the seasonal living collective started yesterday. And if you want to join us, cause this is the stuff we're diving deep in on, um, during the collective this fall. So if you're feeling like, yes, I need all of that, um, the, the webpage, I'm still leaving it up. So if you want to join, please join us, please join us. This is what we're diving deep in on this season. Um, because I just feel so much anxiety and scatteredness. And if you need that grounding and if you need these practices, hop in there say hi. Um, you're only a day late. You haven't missed anything. All right. So just quick PSA if you want to come and join us. So now let's dive in. So I'm going to hope that you've probably already taken the quiz. You kind of know your dosha because we're going to start off with that vata dosha. So that vata dosha, if you are a vata and we're in the vata season, here are some tips for you. So I want you to first, actually, we're going to start with what we're going to avoid. So avoiding cold drinks and foods. Now, in general, most of the time we want to avoid that for the vata because the vata dosha tends to be cold and cool in nature. 
And so if you're having those cold and cool foods, it's going to further increase the coldness in your body. And so in Ayurveda, like increases like and opposites heal. So that cold and those raw foods as well, if they're not cooked, they can actually be worse in our digestion. And so a lot of it is because we have trouble digesting and digesting for a vata dosha tends to lean towards constipation. So that's, that's the proneness towards the um, digestion of a vata. So being out in the wind, um, make sure you cover your head. So vata lives in the ears. And so if you get extra wind there, you might start to feel a little ungrounded and a little spacey. And so paying attention, like, uh, do I have my hat on? Do I need a scarf? Do I need my um, earband? Um, just make sure our ears are covered. And so for myself, when I uh, go on bike rides now in the fall, I want to make sure I have a headpiece on to make sure my ears are covered because I do really feel it. My ears are the first thing that gets kind of affected and I get really cold there. So paying attention to covering up. Now what to enjoy. A nap if you need it to make sure you're grounding down in the middle of the day. An Epsom salt bath or steam room because, again, that warmth will help, will help warm up the body. Restorative yoga because, again, you want to start getting into your body and out of your head. Sipping on hot water. So not only just room temperature water, but go ahead and heat up some hot water. Put some um, tea in there. Go ahead and grab some tea, whatever sounds best to you, just nice warming tea. So the warming, like your gingers, um, a little bit of honey, some turmeric, that would be wonderful. Oil massage, so giving yourself a nice oil massage, a self-massage. And then going to bed early, so making sure that you are going to bed by 10 o'clock so you don't increase that dosha. And if you are going to do a cleanse in your avata dosha, in the fall you'd want to do about three to five days. So not a super long, long one, excuse me, because the vata dosha, it tends to be one that um, can be lighter. And so we don't want to do a 10-day one and make that vata dosha really sparse and light. We want to make sure that it's just the three to five days. Now, next up, we have pitta dosha. So the pitta dosha during the fall, things to avoid, spicy ingredients, so hot sauce, cayenne pepper, peppers in general, because that increases the heat of pitta. And so the pitta can get out of balance, meaning it's sharp, it's fiery, it's intense. Nightshades are not the best. So like your tomatoes, your peppers, your eggplant, white potatoes, because that also can increase the pitta. And then vigorous exercise. So if you usually run, maybe you go for intervals, so you're running and walking, or you just walk. So taking down that notch for that like hardcore workouts, um, if you're feeling out of balance in your pitta. So what to enjoy? A grounding yoga practice. So that's a great time to, you know, do some hatha yoga. Have a practice, a yoga practice where they're connecting to the spiritual side and they're not just doing yoga as a workout. And there are studios that are geared more towards the workout. Try to avoid those right now. Try to increase your spiritual side of the yoga practice because that will connect you to your higher power, to your higher um, sense of self. And that way you are grounding versus increasing that energy. And then strength training, you want to think like 15 to 20 reps if you're feeling a little spacier and grounded. So a lot of the times pitta doshas tend to like to work out. And so instead of the eight to 10 reps, try to increase your rep and then you would probably decrease your weight. So that would, you know, just kind of plan your workouts around that. Um, if you're a hardcore workout person, you might understand what that means. If you are someone who just kind of dabbles or is a little inconsistent, um, totally fine, but stick to 15 to 20 reps instead. And then sleep is key. So it's rejuvenating, especially in the fall season. 
routines that incorporate self-care. That's one of the top things for a pitta to do is incorporate self-care. So how can you incorporate um, some self-care into your day? When you start your day, what would feel amazing in your body? Um, midday, what do you need? You know, ask yourself, what do I need right now? And then in the evening, what kind of ritual would feel good before bed? Maybe it's reading a book, journaling, watching a favorite TV show, whatever it would be, and then getting to bed by 10 p.m. Now, I also would incorporate an afternoon grounding practice, such as a walk in nature, meditation, or a few yoga poses that will help with that afternoon fatigue that can come in the fall. So that's another great idea, especially for pittas who can kind of get angsty and, um, you know, maybe reach for wine or, um, you know, want to hit the gym a little bit harder during that afternoon time. Instead, what could you do to nurture yourself and to ground yourself down? And then for the fall cleanse for your pitta dosha, anywhere from five to seven days. So this is that medium um, dosha, like that medium time frame for the cleanse is um, right for a pitta dosha. And then we'll round up here with the kapha dosha. So the kapha dosha during the fall. Avoid eating between meals because that's just going to make you um, feel more heavy and just it's going to ground you down too much. Um, eating too much at once. So if you eat a little bit too much where you're past that full um, threshold, that's also going to tip you too far and unground you in that kapha sense. And then being at home every single day is actually not great for kapha. Um, now, if obviously a lot of us are at home right now, and so if you are a kapha dosha, what can you do to maybe walk around your block or get out of your house? Because the kaphas tend to really enjoy being at home, um, but you can tip yourself out of balance by just staying in the same routine day after day. So of any of the doshas, kaphas need a little bit of um, sporadic, you know, events thrown into their routine. So, hey, today, instead of my normal, you know, cup of coffee with one shot of almond milk, let's have two shots. I don't know. You know, something that you could kind of make it funny or just fancy, not funny, but fancy, just throw in a little bit of um, spice to your life if you're that kapha dosha. Uh, and enjoy. What should kapha doshas enjoy in the fall? Early, lighter dinners. So this is where we want to make sure for kapha that we don't overeat and we have, um, you know, too much at and the evening eat meal because we're not going to be able to digest it properly. Going to bed early. So again, that's across the board, all of them, because we do, we see the sun's going down earlier. We feel that tiredness, enjoy that tiredness, go to bed when you feel tired. Movement to start your day. Really, really important for the kapha. Making sure you get up and you do a few sun salutations. You walk around your block, you 20 jumping jacks, 20 squats, and 20 push-ups. I mean, really, it can be that simple. Something just to get yourself going. Not too heavy of foods. So this would be the dosha to watch out for those root vegetables because it can make you feel too heavy and, again, too grounded. So maybe a little bit lighter foods. So instead of two sweet potatoes, maybe you have half of a sweet potato in a recipe. So maybe you just kind of have different recipes. And then dance, flowy yoga, being out in nature, all of those things that are lighter and just airy in build um, can help with the kapha dosha. Now, the kapha dosha on a fall cleanse can be anywhere from 7 to 12 days. So this is a, a great time to really enjoy that. So the kapha will thrive on a longer um, Ayurvedic cleanse. I personally, I, I did do a custom cleanse for a client. She did 30 days. And again, I was monitoring her. And uh, she actually lost 30 pounds in 30 days, which is not normal. Asterisk there, not normal. But um, 
we really, we really cut her out. She stopped smoking. She stopped her drinking habit. She stopped smoking other things. Um, and we got all of that out of her, out of her diet and lifestyle. And she was super pleased with it. And she's, she's been able to keep that up. And it's almost two years now since that she first had that happen. Um, or when we first put her on that cleanse. So this is why I'm a really big fan of them because if you are really doing the right things and you are following the cleanse and you have someone helping you because that was, that's huge, especially for Katha, having the accountability. That's why I said the collective is a great place to be if you want to do this cleanse because we're going to do it together and you have the accountability because on day three, and I will tell you this usually happens to me every year, day two or three, I am just like, oh my gosh, I'm over this. And I usually do it for seven days. And, um, I need that like push that nope, you're going to stick with it. You're going to make it through. So if you know, you're going to need that, like make it through, I'm just going to keep eating kitchery every meal. And I do have some other recipes that I'm going to provide people as well because it does get boring. So we do have a couple other things, um, that you can enjoy. Uh, all of that. I mean, ah, oh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. So Anywho, done with that. Done with talking about the cleanses for now. Um, if you feel called though to learn a little bit more about this, I do have a free 28-day Ayurvedic toolkit, and I'll put the link in the show notes in case you want to download that and just dive deeper with Ayurveda because really it's a an amazing um, self-intuition tool to connect you with yourself on a deeper level. And that's one of the main reasons I like it is I've learned so much about myself and I'm able to slow down, tune in and just connect and, um, you know, connect with myself and higher power. So if you feel called to really just dive deep with yourself, um, Ayurveda, you know, keep listening to the podcast, um, check out some of the stuff that I'm providing, uh, for free or some of my programs. Cause I really do. I really want to get people to understand, um, how amazing the practices are. So, all right. Well, that's all I have for you guys this week. Hopefully um, this was a little bit longer. I'm guessing. I don't even know how long it was, but I'm sure it was a little bit longer. So I'm going to end it now. So thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.